On today's episode, I talked to Jalil about what my forecast for 2019 will be. I want to focus on the areas of health, wealth, and relationship, and why not look at it from the perspective of my natal chart. So Jalil and I sat down to review my natal chart, and then we came on to talk to you guys about what we found out for the year 2019. Stay tuned. Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life even when stuff happens. Now, here's your host, Wit West. Welcome back to When Wit Happens. This is the first episode of the new year. So happy 2019. And today I have a guest with me and we're going to talk about some things for the upcoming year based on astrology. I have today with me Jalil of Herbs and Astrology with Jalil. So I'm going to have her introduce herself now. Hey, Wit, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to talk about astrology and, you know, how you can kind of use it for uh, self-healing and reflection and, you know, bettering yourself and all of that good stuff. Yes, thank you for joining me. I'm interested in astrology and I have a couple friends and my sister who are really into it and I knew about birth charts and all this kind of stuff but I wanted to go ahead and get like an in-depth reading and since I met Jalil I was like oh my gosh you'd be the perfect person to do this and come on the podcast and so since we're about starting a new year I thought it would be important to go over my birth chart do a reading and talk about some of the areas for my theme for the next year which will involve health wealth and relationships. So I'm going to have Jalil tell you a little bit about how she approaches astrology and then we'll get into some details about my reading. The main thing with astrology is that I know that if people, it's trendy right now. A lot of people are, you know, in pop culture are kind of into astrology now again and astrology has this wave. Sometimes it's really popping and sometimes, you know, people are not really feeling it well it's, it's kind of having a resurgence right now mm-hmm. and what I noticed you know is that a lot of times people just really only focus on the sun sign like yeah I'm a cancer or I'm a you know I'm an Aries or I'm a Leo or I'm a this or I'm a that and what people fail to realize is that has very little to do with who you are in general like there's so many different layers to your personality um because you can meet a Leo that doesn't fit any of the characteristics of a classic Leo is. And you'll be thinking, you know, you'll be sitting there stumped, like, I don't understand, you know? And then when you look into a person's natal chart, which is pretty much the planetary positions trapped in time the moment you were born, Mm -hmm. it really tells the story of the person and the individual and why they were actually here, why they actually incarnated. And so Um, mostly what I do is called natal astrology. So there's a lot of different types of astrology that people use for different things. And there's a form of astrology called predictive astrology, which makes people feel like uh, this is a divination tool or you can use it as fortune telling, which is really not the case. People that that use astrology in that way tend to already be clairvoyant in, in, a, in a sense already. So they, they already have those gifts and abilities, but you don't need those types of gifts and abilities to practice astrology. It's really more so you like learning a foreign language, honestly. Honest to God, that's, that's really what learning astrology is like. It's like a different code. Yeah, it's like a code. So once you kind of learn and understand 
what the sun and the moon and Mercury and Venus and the planets represent. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people start off with the Zodiac. They learn, you know, all the way from Aries to Pisces, what the characteristics of those people are versus, you know, then you have your moon sign, which represents your emotions. A lot of people, you know, just know their sun sign, but when you do your natal chart, you're able to pull up, well, what's my moon sign? And your moon sign just kind of represents your feelings and your emotions. It also represents your mother. And so that's how you could have a Leo that doesn't fit the typical characteristics of a Leo because their moon is not in the sign of Leo. Their moon could be in the sign of Aries or even Scorpio, which would make them a like a much more mellow Leo than normal because, you know, Leos are very gregarious. People. <laughs> they love, they're showy, they love all that, but with their moon in Scorpio, Scorpios don't really like all that attention on themselves. They're very secretive and private into themselves. Mm-hmm. And so you will get a very toned Leo if you had that combination. And then you have your rising sign, which is the sign that was coming up on the horizon when you were born. And this kind of signifies sort of like um, how everyone else sees you or your mask that you put on for the world. And so, you know, there's a lot of different layers and those three, we call the big three in astrology. And so basically when I talk about natal astrology, natal astrology really is just giving people insight on where their planetary placements were and the houses they were in so they can figure out really how to navigate life better. And it really is a a self-reflection and self-discovery tool. So that's how I use it, you know, because I'm into holistic health and wellness now, I also use it to help people in terms of finding, you know, what kind of stuff is good for their body and, you know, their constitution and stuff like that. And so that's pretty much how, how I use those two things together because plants interact with the earth and the earth obviously we have the planetary components and so yeah they have a lot of similarities and they they kind of work together so you know there are certain plants that are um, connected to the planet mercury and the planet mercury would you know probably help you with because it's about communication and it rules the sign of gemini and virgo uh, which are very communicative signs. They rule the body parts like the, the digestive system, the hands, the lungs, the brain. And so you got mercurial plants that people that are more mercurial could ingest and those things could help them. So those are some of the ways that I use astrology before all intents and purposes of weird, what we're talking about today we're focused on the natal part of astrology, which in which we wants to focus on her yearly kind of like her yearly forecast. And, you know, what, what do you see in, in terms of finances, which direction should I be going? How are finances looking for me? Relationships, partnerships, you know, health wise, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yes, definitely. So is there a particular area of those three you want to start with? I mean, that's up to you. What do you want to hear about first? Like, um, what, you know, because this, this is your theme for the year. So it is. Let's, let's start with health. Okay, so in terms of health, I see that you're probably going to, you have Mars in your first house. And so the fact that Mars is in your first house is going to probably create um, a lot of strong will for you and a tendency to kind of like push yourself forward. So you're going to have a lot of dynamic energy to get things accomplished and get things done. And so the beginning of the year 
it's probably going to be um, a good year for you to execute uh, new things and new projects, especially since we just had the full moon in Cancer. And with that, the full moon being in, in Cancer is a time of just kind of like self-nurturing and um, releasing attachments and things that don't serve us and stuff like that. So the beginning of the year, again, because Mars is in your first house, I see that you're probably going to have a lot of vitality and a lot of energy to get things done. Just be aware, you know, with Mars, Mars can be very intense, aggressive energy. So, you know, try not to force or, or dominate others or, you know, push others out of the way to kind of, you know, because Mars energy can kind of do that. This particular energy where Mars is going to be it's going to be lasting about six weeks. So for like the first six weeks or so, all the way through January, you're going to be wanting to charge charge ahead. You're going to have a lot of, of physical vitality. So that's what I see right, right coming in the gate in January. Okay. That's interesting because I was like, I do Pilates, right? So trying to get like all that together. And I did plan on doing like a 45-day another health, um, like weight, like not weight loss, but like a workout thing at the beginning of the year so that's interesting that I'll have that energy because that's like 45 days six weeks yeah you're gonna be on a lot of challenge type stuff like your your energy is gonna be on a whole lot of like especially in the beginning of the year people do a lot of challenges so like even when you were talking about wealth or finance because you have Mars in the first house and it's in Aries like you're gonna take on so many different challenges this year in particular in terms of everything because your first house represents yourself. It represents you. It represents your will. And because it's in Aries and Mars is there and it's home sign, it's going to be extremely powerful. So the thing with when a planet is in its home sign is that um, it has free reign to do whatever it wants to do. And so that's a plus and a minus. Okay. So you're going to have to just be careful again, um, not to push yourself too far, you know, over the limit because you don't want to create health problems down the, down the line. But you right. do want to take all of this dynamic, powerful energy that is going to help you execute to execute and just stay focused. That's the biggest thing, you know, that I see as far as that coming out the gate. That makes sense. So it's a good time to focus on my physical fitness at least. Yes, it's a good time to focus on on anything that you want to put into motion okay. for, the, for this year. Because, like I said, you just want to take advantage of all of the energy that Mars being in your first house is bringing. Because Mars is the executor. Mars fixes problems. Mars fixes things. Mars is the engineer, the creator but it does things through action. It's not a mystical sign. So everything that you're going to be doing is, is going to be through some sort of active force because Mars is there. So just take advantage of the energy that you're going to have from that planet. Because once, once Mars starts transiting through different houses, the energy is going to shift. So it may not always be focused on, on your physical self or doing physical things. As it moves through the houses, what it's going to want to do in those houses may not be of a physical nature per se. It is a physical sign, but because it's in the first house, it's all about you. It's going to be all about you and what you want to do and what you need to execute. Oh, okay. So just be actionable. Actionable steps is what we're going for. 
yeah. at the beginning of the year, not just planning. So get to nah, 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 no planning. You've already get to work. Get to work. Yeah, hit the ground running. Okay, okay, <laughs> I got you. Especially coming up on this part on um, the new year, it's like I was feeling like, okay, this is this is the working time, you know. So that's good to know that that's like supported. Yep. Does that tie into relationships too? Like, should I be trying to be out here, you know, dating, you know, doing stuff with friends? What does that play into, like, the Mars thing? As far as relationships go, let me look at your Venus. And with friendships too, like all types of relationships, because, you know, I'm in a new city. So, you know, having new friends and stuff is important too. Okay, so your Venus has a lot to do with your relationships. So Venus rules relationships, money, because Venus rules like your finances and stuff like that. Um, And it's in Venus right in, yeah, Venus right in the the beginning of the year is in your eighth house. And it's in, in the sign of Scorpio. And it's right next to your moon. So you might possibly be looking for not necessarily fun flirty type relationships but more like deeper connections so that's kind of like what I see there so you you're probably going to meet a lot of people along the way while you're you know while you're out here executing and, and doing all sorts of things to get yourself ahead of the game in the beginning of the year but in that particular moment in January like I said I just I see Venus right conjunct your right conjunct your moon in the eighth house and so deep relationships or deep connections is kind of maybe what you would be looking for. Also, because it's in the eighth house, issues could surface, you know, that have been buried a long time for you to deal with because the eighth house represents like uh, the hidden, the taboo, that sort of thing. And you might have very strong, passionate feelings. Just again, because that house is very intense and passionate. Venus isn't necessarily the happiest there because Venus doesn't really like to go that deep. The planet Venus, it doesn't really like to go, it's not really that happy in, uh, <laughs> in Scorpio. Venus likes to be in, um, in Taurus. It likes to be in, in Libra, um, in, um, in Pisces. Um, I believe that's where it's exalted. That's where it likes to kind of be because it, it gives like the perfect recipe for that planet to kind of act. So you might just be dealing with some very deep, intense things that might come up in terms of like, relationships or partners um, or, or what you may want or what you may realize you wanted, just taking a deeper look at yourself. So I would say for the month of January specifically, it's more of a, an introspective type of time for you um, in terms of, of relationships because you don't really have any planets um, in your seventh house, transiting your seventh house at all. That doesn't necessarily mean that you won't meet people, but it, it's, it's just the work that you're doing is more so internal because it's manifesting in the eighth house with your with your love and, and your emotions and your feelings and stuff like that. That's good to know. To keep that in like the forefront that it ain't just it ain't just me. Don't nobody want me. Don't nobody want me my friend. <laughs> oh, absolutely no, not. But that is the intensity because we're close. We're very Mm -hmm. close. So these planets are already in your eighth house. I'm looking at your transits for January the 1st. We're on the 23rd. So you're just a few degrees out of, you know, out of what I'm looking at right now. But yeah, that's really just Venus and Scorpio in the eighth house and your moon and the moon and Scorpio in the eighth house doing that. It's making you really like those deep, intense feelings 
sensuality or, or just wanting or longing for just a deep connection. And so really what it's asking you is to kind of explore that because there's nothing wrong with you per se. You know what I'm saying? It's just you're having these deep feelings to, to kind of analyze and explore them. Why do I feel this deeply about it? And mm-hmm. and that's really what it, all it is when, when you when you have those deep, intense feelings or those thoughts that make you think that kind of stuff. It's just really for you to examine them a little bit more and and that's it and that's it that's good because i'm just like okay yeah i've been having like the random like deep like oh you know longing feeling so it's like i want i was wondering where that was coming from i knew it wasn't like something i should jump and act on but i was like that's interesting that that's coming up now Ooh. yeah and if if some actions or if you do something impulsively you know in that way it's really just to show you you know these deep desires and needs that you have because remember the eighth house is taboo it's Mm. all of your you know the kinky stuff the stuff that you like your desires and all that kind of stuff and then with like i said venus in scorpio because it's in scorpio scorpio is deeply intense and in those dark crevices of your feelings of your desires of anything that you could think of and some for some people it can scare them a little bit because they don't know why they're thinking this way. But it's just to let you know that it's there. And darkness and evil are not the same thing. Because people always try to associate the dark side or your shadow side of your personality as being evil. And it's really not. There's something that we call shadow work, you know, that you really should explore those deeper and darker parts of your personality to integrate them. Because as kids, a lot of times we, we have these things and they're suppressed or they're put away because we're, they're, we're told that, that having these thoughts or doing these particular things are wrong. And so it's really a part of yourself that can even create a shame in you and thinking that something that you're not supposed to think this way. But what you're really supposed to do is you're supposed to examine the shadow side and integrate because it can turn into like Darth Vader in a sense <laughs> if you don't explore them if you just keep oh, putting okay. them out, you know what I'm saying so like you take it's sort of like somebody giving you you know a lecture and you pretty much take out the bits and pieces that apply to your life and that you can use and you uh, discard the rest like, so, and like the, what you want to go by and not all of it because what we tend to do is we throw the we throw the what is it the baby away with the bathwater we throw all of it away when some of it is actually useful and it's beneficial for our our development and our growth in life because if you don't take what you need from it you know you could become you know stagnant in a certain area or you're not able to grow in a certain area of your life because you actually needed some of those things from your shadow. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got people that are paralyzed by fear and not able to really maybe self-advocate because parts of their shadow side have been thrown and tossed away, all of it. And it's part of it that they needed. They needed the ambition. They needed the desire, you know, to want to build a Fortune 500 company or whatever it is that they needed from that shadow that they discarded because parts of it, people were saying, oh, no, you can't talk like that or you can't think like that or you're a girl. You shouldn't have the thoughts or you're a boy. You can't blah, blah, blah. You know, and these are all things where we get those where people assign us or box us in or right. us in a certain spot. So basically, 
your eighth house is really to help you kind of examine the shadowy sides of your personality. Again, because it's Venus and the moon, it could be your sexuality. You know, it could be something that has to do with your sexuality or what you desire in relationships and that sort of thing. What about wealth, money, all that kind of stuff? Again, when we look at money, when we look at your, when we look at your second house, your sixth house. Oh, well, so you have right now, Saturn is in Capricorn, which is again at home. This is, uh, Saturn rules Capricorn. And because Saturn is in your 10th house, it is domicile. It is in the place where it is the most happiest because it gets to do what it does. All right. Um, and this transit uh, is going to last about three years, two, oh. two to three years. So a lot of your status and recognition and wealth is going to probably come in the public sphere, which is, so we're podcasting right now, duh, you know, we're <laughs> on, you can kind of see where this is going, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's at the very top of your chart, which we kind of talked about when we did your initial reading, where the top of your chart has a lot to do with how you are seen in the public sphere, you know, what kind of status you'll have. And so a lot of your powers are probably going to be coming from the broadcasting arena or what it is that you're doing now. And so you'll be given rewards for these opportunities, kind of like to, for development. I mean, your working career. So, I mean, Saturn is associated also with difficulties, um, sometimes, too, um, slowing things down, restrictions. Um, so you might hit some speed bumps. I remember we, we talked about your T-square, you know, where it creates a little bit of tension mm-hmm. sometimes where, you know, it may not be the easiest to accomplish, but it's definitely rewarding in it. And I think that's why, you know, Mars is positioned the way that it is in your chart now to help you, you know, overcome some of the, the stuff that you might be um, dealing with, you know, with Saturn in the month of January. You probably have seen, you know, on social media and other stuff that I'm working on paying down debt. So, you know, I can get right. debt free and, you know, trying to increase my income and all this other kind of stuff. So right. it's like been my main That's focus. very Saturnian. And you'll probably be on that for, again, the next couple of years because nobody yeah. pays down debt like, you know. Right. Debt. Yeah. And that's, and that's like exactly the timeline, like a two and a half to three years to get everything all settled. I mean, it makes sense because, again, Saturn is in your 10th house. And right now it's positioned right conjunct next to the sun. So mm. that means that wherever the sun is in, is in your chart is where you are going to shine or where you like to shine or where the light will be shined on you, right? Okay. So being that it's in your 10th house right now, and that's in Capricorn, Capricorn rules, um, like structures, money, that sort of thing, because Capricorns are all about building wealth and finances and all of that kind of stuff. That's kind of where the light is being shined on you at the moment. Now, once the sun moves out of Capricorn is probably going to manifest in like, are you, are you trying to start any type of group or are you trying to get people to do this with you? Or like, you know, yeah, like, I started a group on Facebook for it. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's going to flourish. Okay. That's what will happen because that's going to be the manifest. Whatever is in your 11th house is the manifestation of your 10th house. Right. Okay. So, The sun is currently right there. So I would say by February, by the time the sun hits, you know, the Aquarius or or your 11th house and stuff, 
you're going to have a lot of control in terms of like a group. So even if, if you're starting a Facebook group or however, where you're, where you're meeting with people on a regular basis, sort of like, um, have you heard of uh, the budget Nista? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm one of her students. I'm in the live richer Academy or whatever. So you could do something, you know, similar to that. Like, I don't know if you're charging for it or anything like that. If it's just, even right now, if it's just sort of like in beta and you're just like testing it out to mm-hmm. see how many people you can get interested and engaged. And, you know, I would even go as far as, you know, doing collecting emails and getting, you know, getting people kind of signed up and engaged in that because it's the wealth, but you're also doing the health stuff too, right? Like even talking about like food, were you doing something with the food? Like I was doing like different, um, trying different things. Like I was trying keto, like I tried, um, yeah, but doing the Pilates is what I've been doing lately. Got you. Okay. Okay. Like I said, we're Saturn's position and where the sun is right now. And, you know, based on what you're doing at the moment, because I'm looking at January 1st, Mm -hmm. um, probably somewhere around February, your group will probably be established, you know, where you have the group up and running and going and you'll be able to help some people transform in that way because a lot of people are looking for that type of environment and connection, especially with kind of like today's climate. Um, The planet Uranus, this is a um, mundane astrology prediction, and mundane astrology is just the astrology that has to do with the the everyday tasks of life, government, that sort of thing. This isn't NATO. It's just more of like on a global scale. But uh, the planet Uranus is um, is in Taurus, and Taurus has to do with, you know, money, and um, the financial, like currency, the financial system and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of uncertainty um, coming up. Like, you know, you're going to start to see like cryptocurrency and that sort of thing become more popular because Uranus is about the unconventional and, and changing things very drastically, where it's, it's not necessarily comfortable there because Taurus doesn't really like change too much. <laughs> but Taurus, again, is, is about material possessions because it's in the element of earth and you know we talked about that yesterday about the different elements and what they represent in earth anything in earth because like what i'm talking about now saturn and capricorn that's an earth sign so we're talking about material things we're talking about this is not oh you're going to be gifted with these special abilities and talents no we're talking about practical material things that are going to manifest for you this year because of these placements so we're talking about building structures and groups things that are going to house people or whatever and like it could be an internet group it could be i don't know you could do meetups or whatever but it's going to materialize into something tangible is pretty much what i'm saying so pretty much at the beginning of the year i just need to like hit the ground running and being very actionable so that everything can fall into place and keep working for me for the rest of the year yeah pretty much you know like i said this is going to be a year of material manifestation for you and you're being blessed and given this energy through mars to help you execute it you know what i'm saying because mars again is a fixer so it's some things are going to be uprooted for you you know like you're you might again be confronted with some some difficulties or some things that cause restrictions or 
just maybe having to redo something because the first Mercury retrograde is, is happening March the 6th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you, it'll retrograde periods always, you know, slow you down. Uh, for a time so that you can reassess. It could be, you know, communicate because when Mercury rules communication, so it could be a communication thing. It could be working on marketing. It could be something like that. So around March, don't get discouraged if things stop moving as quickly as they have been. Just know that there's going to be a little bit of delays or something that you didn't expect because what happens is when you get, when you get all this dynamic energy and power from Mars, I mean, it makes you feel like a superhero. (laughs) feel invincible. Like, ah, I'm unstoppable. Nothing can stop me, whatever, you know? And so when things do happen, because Mars does not play when it comes to getting things done. Mars does not like to slow down. Mars likes to knock the walls down. Mars is, (laughs) is the, the god of war. So if you ever met an Aries, Aries people were, you yeah. know, tempered people, they quick to fight. They are quick to fight, quick to pop off at you. That's Mars energy in general. Mars is like, you better either get out of my way or you're getting ran over or whatever. And so when it hits planets like, because nobody's a match for Saturn. I just want you to know that Saturn is the <laughs> father of time. Saturn will slow you down and make you go through all the steps like so old school way because it's the great teacher. Just like Jupiter is the great teacher, but Saturn is the father of time. So Saturn controls time. So if you get getting a little too ahead of yourself, because sometimes the thing with Mars is Mars um, is impulsive and so it can get ahead of itself sometimes. And sometimes it misses steps because it's going so quickly, you know, and Saturn will come in there and just be like, hold up. Hold up. I'm going to need you to go turn, make a U-turn, do a beeline real quick because I'm going to need you to cap that off right there. I'm going to need you to put that over here. I'm going to need you to fix that right there because if you don't, it's going to be holes in this foundation and this structure and it's going to crumble and I'm Saturn and I'm not having it because I want it done right and I want it done once and I don't care if it takes you 10 years, you're going to do it right or you're going to keep doing it over. And that that is the nature of Saturn. When those two things meet, because they're one is very dynamic and strong-willed, and the other one is wise and old, and and ain't in no hurry for nobody. <laughs> old person walking, they they ain't worried about you. You gonna wait till I cross this street with my cane? I don't care. I didn't live. That's kind of like the attitude and the nature of Saturn. So when those two things meet, it's like the young and the old meet, and they have a little face off, and you know. And so you'll kind of experience that probably sometime around March when okay. um, Mercury goes retrograde and things start to kind of slow down a little bit and you'd be like, whoa, 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 what's happening? I thought everything was going great. Don't trip. Just retrace your steps and make sure that you don't have any holes in whatever it is that you're doing and that your foundation is solid. And that's really all retrogrades are here to do is to make sure that you have a sound plan in moving forward and so it slows everything down makes you redo things a couple of times to make sure that it's done right so that when you move forward everything will work and so those are also good times for planning another reason why it's such a a awesome time is because none all of the planets are direct none of them are retrograde right now so again you're gonna hit the ground running in january and you're gonna feel like wow, I'm moving at 100 miles an hour. I'm <laughs> All the planets are direct. None of them are retrograde. But last year we had six or seven planets in retrograde. Most of the year it was really, really difficult. A lot of people yeah. may have 
experienced a lot of delays, a lot of things that they were just like, I don't know what's going on here. But the first couple months of this year, right before the first Mercury retrograde, you're going to be feeling like you're flying on cloud nine. Everything is going to be going smoothly. So, yeah, just be aware. It's, it's, it's coming. It's going to slow down a little bit. Okay. Okay. I can do that. I can, you know, now I feel like now we have to come back and do this like at mid-year or quarterly or something. I'm going to be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, so next what I got to get ready for. Okay. You just let me know because we can definitely do that. We can look at it in another six months and you can tell me how the year is, go- or the three months and you can tell me how to, you know, how the year is going. I can tell you what's, what's coming up ahead. It's hard to look at an entire year ahead. Yeah. Well, it takes it takes a lot of time. Is is what I'm saying. So you know, I'm I'm just like kind of looking at okay, based on how the planets are moving now and how fast they move, and and on my little software, I can speed it up a little bit and see what's going on. <laughs> All right, because you would have to trace through how the stuff moves through through that. Yeah, I, yeah. It's just a 2D image on my screen, but mm-hmm. um, I have a I just purchased it, so I really think I'm hot stuff now. <laughs> Because Black Friday, I purchased some uh, astrology software on my computer, 40% off. And I was just so ecstatic because it's very expensive. And so the yeah. fact that I got it 40% off, I was just like, yo, let me get back in my astrology because <laughs> I really, really have the software. Like I just used um, I used an app. On my phone, and I used astro.com, which I tell a lot of people who are not necessarily ready to hire an astrologer to look into their charts for them. You know, I tell them to go there because you can look at it for free. It's not so much getting a natal chart that you got to pay for. It's the interpretation because you got to know how to read it and you got to know what it means. So anybody can get a free natal chart online. It's just, do you know what it says? Um, Do you know what that means and all that stuff? So. That's what you're really paying an astrologer to do at the end of the day is to interpret your chart for you and tell you what that means and how it can really help you. So this is so helpful. It kind of like makes me feel like everything that I was feeling was kind of like cool. So like a lot of the stuff that we didn't even talk about yesterday, it's like, oh, okay. You know, that kind of came out talking about how the the beginning of the year is going to start. So, yes, this is awesome. I'm so happy that you um, agreed to do this with me. Oh, of course, yes. You know, I'm I'm real passionate about. It. That's why I was like, "Girl, what are we talking about?" <laughs> I can get I get real passionate about this stuff, and I could go off on a tangent. So just keep me, reel me back in. What's the areas we gonna focus on? <laughs> right, because she was like, she could talk about this all day, go deep down. We talked all for a good hour and some yesterday. So yep. Yeah, so this is wonderful. So do you want to tell everybody, you know, where they can look out for you and where they can reach out to you and all that kind of good stuff? Sure. Okay. So this is brand new for the year of 2019. And so by the time, you know, you guys hear this, it'll be up, but I'm offering a free basics in astrology course on my website, but you can access that through my Instagram page. Just follow me on Instagram. It's called herbs and astrology. And I will be posting content um, on there. It's sort of like a health and wellness but I use astrology and herbalism to really tell people how to use this and benefit them in their lives and to help them with all their overall wellness. And I do chart readings, you know, on the side. So I'll do anybody's natal chart, any sort of in-depth reports that they would like, um, they can schedule with me. And all of that information is, is on my Instagram page at Herbs and Astrology. I have links 
to get you to where you need to go. So hopefully people will be interested and I can tell you a little bit about yourself and, you know, moving forward, what sort of things you, you would be good, what you could focus on and um, help you prepare for the future. Or if you have any questions about career, you know, I know, you know, where to look for in career. If you um, have any questions about, you know, just healing in general, you know, those are all things that I can see in a natal chart. You know, just so you know, I don't think I put this disclaimer out. Astrology is not necessarily something where I can see very, very specific things. It comes through conversations and um, talking to people. So Wit can probably attest to some of the things that we uncovered just by having conversations when I was looking at her natal chart because it doesn't give you specifics. So you have to actually talk and have a conversation with the person to kind of figure out, okay, that is because of that. And this is the reason why this is happening. And so in order for you to overcome this part, then you need to do this, but you won't know that unless you talk to a person. So I just want everybody to know, to know that part of it. Yeah. It's not, you're not, you know, seeing into (laughs) the future what's exactly going to happen. You got to let people in y'all. So if you talk to her, you know, don't try to like expect her to be like, well, you ain't you supposed to know everything about me. That's not how it works. (laughs) You have to kind of give her some room so that she can go into your chart to that area to actually look for it. Cause if she doesn't know what's going on with you, how she supposed to know what part of the chart to go to, to tell you what's happening there. So that's kind of how it works. So, Thank you again for joining me and we will definitely do this again because it has been great. Like this has definitely helped rev up my energy for real. Like, okay, this is why I'm feeling like this. So yes, thank you so much. And everybody make sure y'all go follow her at herbs and astrology. Thank you for listening to when wit happens. You can find wit living her best life at wit happens6.com and at wit happens six on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.